God'll get you for that one. <laughs> Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter, is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You For That, Walter. Or in this case, a black, black God, God will get, get you for, for that, that Florida. 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 Yes. <laughs> oh, so today we watched um, we watched Maud and the Radical, which premiered on October 10th, 1972. And don't I, we want to tell everyone who we are? Oh, of course we do. <laughs> My name is Tomcat, and I am joined by the fabulous, enigmatic, uh, dazzling, glamorous, sophisticated Tony Holmes. Oh, my. Go on. <laughs> no, go on, Tom. Go I'm not on. going. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. You only get one. You only oh, get one column in the episode, and that's oh, the Oh, darn. Uh, but yes, uh, today we were we watched Maud and the Radical, which made October 10th, 1972. And what a fun, fun episode it was. This was this was like just the epitome of Maud. Yeah. The, the, wanting to be the, the, the liberal, the fighting against injustice, but at, at the same time doing it in the wrong way. At the same time <laughs> wanting to maintain her her social standing and, and middle classness. I guess. Um, so I mean, it was just—it's honestly one of my favorite episodes. It was a great episode. It really is. It really um, was. It opens with Florida and Walter getting into an argument because Walter is eating the, the hot hors d'oeuvres for this party that Maud is throwing um, for a Mister Jim Chambers, who is a black militant, who is a black militant, lib- black leader. militant liberal leader. Yes, yes. and it—it uh, it just. You automatically know it's going to be a batty episode. Because the way that Carol was, like, walking around, her body language is very, like, this is going to be, this is going to be nuts. Yes. It's just going to be nuts. Like, the way that all of the, all of the characters were acting just made you think that there was going to be some type of foolishness going on. And there was. And there was plenty of it. Yes. So Maud is planning this party where she's having these, uh, um, liberal leaders come in who are very well-to-do, very loaded. Loaded. Loaded was definitely a term that was Because used. it's a, a fundraising party. It's a fundraising that party. That she has for... not told the invitees it is a fundraising party, which Correct. is a very important, so very important point to make. To keep in mind. So the episode does continue with... Florida and Walter getting into an argument. Yes. And Florida basically saying, just stay out of my kitchen and stop eating the hot hors d'oeuvres because they're for the party. She was going to, what, chop off his... Chop off his scooper. His scooper. Because <laughs> Walter had said, um, I just, a meatball was going to fall off the table right. and I just wanted to scoop it up. Scoop it up. And Florida says, you, you, you come into my kitchen once more and I'm going to chop off your scooper. Yes. Uh, so the episode continues with, Walter asking Carol how Maud's doing because Maud is frantic. Yes. Trying to get herself prepared, trying to get all of these things happening at once. Um, and she has a million details to take care of. And Carol was like, she's upstairs putting her eyelashes on the again. Eyelashes again. So she'd been putting her eyelashes on consistently because obviously Maud 
wants this party to be a success. And this was one of many parties that the Finleys have hosted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because there have been Christmas parties for Finleys Friendly Appliances. Right. Um, there have been, uh, like, um, parties after elections. Uh, there, there have just been a number of parties, which I think was also a very big thing to do in the 70s. In to the have 70s. Constantly yes. have a lot of dinner parties. That was, that was the thing. People, uh, it's not, not like today. People don't really socialize with their neighbors the way people did back in, in the 70s, especially yep. in those sort of mid to upper middle class areas where it was, uh, a thing where people would get together and they have these, you know, mm-hmm. you know, these these cocktail sort of... parties and things, things like that. It was just that was the thing to do. Yeah, it was the considered social events. We don't have those here in this no. day and age. No. But the, the the social events happen at the bar. I don't even know my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. I only have the one neighbor next to my house. Uh-huh. That's it, and we. We don't ha- we don't invite them over. Right. It's just it's just something that you don't do, especially in the times of COVID. Yeah, it is. But even it, before that, even I before that, I mean, there's just no. Yeah, no. It's just not the thing. Just not the thing to do anymore. I think I think it's because now, I feel like it's because in most houses, most households, everybody's working. True. Because say back in like the the earlier seventies. Typically, the wife did not work, mm-hmm. and the wives sort of made these social networks. Now we have social media. Have Back social then, media. It, was a, it was a social network of the neighbors, and you know, oh, oh, well, you know, well, Mrs. Johnson is having a party next week, and you know, we have to go, honey, and and that that's how it was, and the the couples in the neighborhoods, yeah, would get together, and that's you know, that was typical. I think more today, people. More have interactions with coworkers because people. Yeah. I think they're so. I mean, but that was work. you know, in so many jobs that I've worked, it really is just a small family, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you're going to have a gathering with someone, it's going to be with the people that you see most often, right? And a lot of the time, people don't see their family all that often. They don't see their neighbors all no. that often because they see their coworkers so often. You see your coworkers there typically more than anyone else in your life. When I when I go to the doctor's offices, they all joke around with each other. Oh, I'm here more than I'm. Home. Right. And, you know, making jokes about that is really, really, really upsetting because it's like, stop glamorizing capitalism! <laughs> so true. But I, that's but what I digress. That's what it is. But, but I digress. But he digresses. I digress. Oh. Um, so the episode does continue. Yes. Uh, with, hold on, we, well, we took well, notes. We yeah, took notes. We took so notes we took today. Blood um, comes down, and remember, she's like, She's like grabbing Walter and Carol and and like holding on to oh the long tailed cat in a room full of rocks. Oh, there was that joke. Yeah, everybody told that. joke. Everybody was telling that joke in the show. Yes. Was it really that popular? No. (laughs) Long tailed cat in a room full of rockers. Long tailed cat in a room full of rockers. Yes. And yet, I only I've only ever heard that line on the show. I've never heard that line. I've I've never heard that line independent of my. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard it elsewhere. Well, you've also been around longer than. That's true. <laughs> I'm older than dirt. You're not older than dirt, you stupid. That's true. That's another queen. That's another... Ah! <laughs> who, sh- who shall remain nameless? Who shall, re- who shall reflame nameless? <laughs> who shall remain flameless? flameless. <laughs> we don't have to worry. He doesn't listen to our show. <laughs> oh my goodness. Who shall remain flameless? Uh, I should be paid to write sometimes. Uh, so the long-tailed cat in the roof of the rockers is a joke that was mentioned a number of times because... 
everyone was saying how nervous Maud was about yes. creating this party and getting everybody together and on the invitations clearly stating that it was not a fundraiser. Not a fundraiser. Party, when it really was. But it really was. And um, Maud, in the beginning of the episode, states very plainly, I have already taken two Milltown, and I'm rapidly approaching, approaching Berserk. Yes. And I, I never heard of a Milltown. Neither have I. It's, it's, so, it's, it's a, a tranquilizer, but I don't... I think it's a lighter tranquilizer than I that. I guess. Because if you're able to take two and not be cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, right. you're able to, like... But I don't know. I've never heard of I've Milltown. I've never heard before. of a Milltown. I've heard of Valium. Valium. Valium was... Please, in the seventies, Valiums were like tic candy. They were like candy. It's like, oh, you want a Valium here? I've got here. Have a Valium. Oh, you're a little stressed. You want a Percocet? You want a Ritalin? Go right ahead. And doctors gave them away. Like, as a matter of fact, the story that that your husband told us really blew my mind about the diet pills. About the diet pills, which were meth. Yeah, they were. They were were methamphetamines. Yes. Just, uh, just really, really, really wild. Yes. Um, but remember, Maude, she's like, she's like grabbing them. And yes. Walter she, and Cal, she's hugging so, them. She's being, hugging them and kissing them and being like a very sweet and adoring mother. Um, because Walter and Carol, for all that they're doing, they are definitely picking up a lot of the responsibilities for the party that Maude yes. is like. Because Maude's doing all of her things and Carol and Walter are doing things around the house like cleaning and decorating and making the house look presentable. Yes. And as Maude is, I have the world's sweetest husband and the world's dearest daughter. What the hell's with the floral <laughs> arrangement? <laughs> something's I, off with the floral something's arrangement. Something's off and, with the floral And oh, Maude is just... Beside herself. So beside herself and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. frantic. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly one of those... Th- I just... I, I love B. Arthur so much. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't already tell. No. But but seeing her perform in such an unglued and such a... Not... Ex- so a lot of people say that Dorothy's Bornack is just mawed on some type of happy pill or some type of like mood stabilizer. I don't agree. Because... Maud is just so flamboyant and so over the top. Like, there are some episodes where I'm like, I can't take you seriously. I just, and even in interviews, um, in interviews, B. Arthur had said that Maud was very outrageous Mm -hmm. and very over the top and very, um, I think she was, I think she even said, like, if Dorothy and Maud were in the same room, Dorothy would turn to Maud and be like, Maud, mellow out. Yeah. Just calm down. Yes. Which is actually an episode that's brought up. It's called Maud's Mood. We'll get to it. But okay. it basically deals with Maud's um, manic depressive mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that they were able to like address that type of mental health issue on top of anxiety in the first episode and then manic depressive disorder in later episodes. I, yeah. ju- I appreciate that so that was, that was you could I mean, you could see that, that Maud... Was so different than the Dorothy character. Very different. Maud had, you know, the manic depressive. It, it was, it was there. She, she'd be like, you know, she's hugging Walter. She's and hugging Carol Walter and, and Carol and one and second, and, and then one thing out of place and goes absolutely berserk. Exactly, exactly. Whereas Dorothy was sort of the the Logic. stabilizing rock she's character very in the Golden so. Girls. Very it like, much so. It was like which if. Comparatively speaking, that's the Carol character. Yeah. Carol is definitely more of like the logical thinking, yes. rock type character yeah. that's very emotionally stable, despite having all of the pre-existing conditions that she has. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the type of character. And Walter is just... 
Walter. Yeah. (laughs) So the episode continues, and while Maud is going absolutely frantic, Florida comes in wearing a French-made outfit. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I never really know how to address issues like that, because on the one hand, it is funny for the obvious reasons mm-hmm. because you have the maid in right. a traditional maid's, maid's outfit. outfit um but then you add on top of that the fact that florida is black and it just it sort of takes it to a very i don't want to say realistic level but mm-hmm. a very intrinsically specific mm-hmm. area Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, especially during the 70s, jokes like that were made quite frequently. Yeah. There were actually two very race, racially, um, there were two very racially, uh, not racially motivated? No, not racially motivated. Two, um, there were several jokes that pertained to race. Yes. That if done in today's uh, situational comedy world would be met with, Cancel culture. Yeah, with that, with a lot of scrutiny. Yes, um, we will address them. We will use we will use kid gloves when addressing them, yes. as we do with most of the issues that we yes. address. Um, so Florida enters wearing a I mean, maid's outfit, and yes. again, Maud just continues to go insane, saying. I really question your social sensitivity. I really question like why you guys are like putting me through this right now, and. Unfortunately, as a plot device, the maid that was originally called to serve at the party got tomaine poisoning From at a previous party. Previous party, yes. At a previous party that the that the maid that was supposed to work worked. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Logistically, that yes. makes sense. And uh, Carol, in her infinite wisdom, had said, "Florida, if you can, please work the party." Right. But Maud was insistent. On the fact that Florida not worked the party because she doesn't want to offend a militant black leader. She doesn't want him to know that she has a black servant. Correct. And she doesn't want Jim Chambers to come into a house where you use black people to do the work that white people won't do. Right. And Walter, in the sweet, gentle Walter that he is, says... But he will be in a household, a typical middle class household, where they use black people to do the work that white people won't do. Right. To which Maud retorts, God will get you for that, Walter. Yes. And, you know, it is very true. During the 60s and 70s, there were very few white maids. Right. And there were, you, you, that's, that's just, I guess, the... I don't want to call it the norm during the time. And I think the only one on, on TV was Hazel. <laughs> you know, every every yes. you know every other time there was there was a maid on a, on a, on a show. They were always someone of they color. Were always someone of color or someone of Latin heritage. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it it's a plot device. It really is. Mm-hmm. Not until like later in season two, when we get Mrs. Naugatuck, mm-hmm. do we have a a a Typical um, white servant. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, we're definitely going to be with Florida for a while. And these jokes, again, yes. are from a time when it was socially acceptable to make those jokes. Nowadays, nah. Right. Please don't. I mean, Please refrain. Yes. 
And, and they, they got rid of the Aunt Jemima brand, didn't they? I they believe they did. You completely can get rid of it. You can still find some of them. But the family didn't want to remove the Aunt Jemima image. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. Because I remember, was was it last year? It was last year. It was last year. It was a big controversy where um, the brand and Jemima wanted to rebrand themselves. They wanted to get rid of. Uh, they wanted. They wanted to do away with. Um, and Jemima. They wanted to do away with Aunt Jemima, and they wanted to do something a little bit more like maybe a log cabin, which just as bad, if not yeah. worse. Yeah. Um. Or they may have done something uh, different, but. It raised a lot of red flags with people. Yeah. And, you know, critical race theory is a mm-hmm. big, a big hot button issue. Yes. Lately. Yes. And there are some politicians who want to do away with it completely, mm-hmm. have it not be taught in colleges. And, you know, there was, they want to teach it to younger children. Mm. And I feel that that's going to help matters. Of course. Because it's going to point out, it's going to point out white privilege. Right. It's going to point out black history that right. we were not taught. That's been in, whitewashed. That's been very whitewashed, that we've not been taught in grade school. Right. So sorry, excuse me. And um, I just, I, I, I'm very disappointed that there are politicians that are like, well, we... We don't need to know. No, you you do need to know about it. This is part of history. This yeah. is this is how we learn. This is how we grow. But you know, Republicans they yeah. like they like to make it so that you're just not educated anymore. Right. That makes them happy. Like to just they like you stupid, poor, and giving them all the money. Exactly. So that's that on that. Yep. The episode continues <laughs> with, with Maud making a comment that she doesn't want Florida presenting a. Aunt Jemima image. Yeah, speaking of, she doesn't want, it's, she does not want, she doesn't want Florida to represent an Aunt Jemima image. Mm-hmm. And then Florida in, uh, <laughs> just thinking back to that episode, it, it, it makes me chuckle, but she uses a very Jim Crow accent. Saying, yeah. Lordy, Lordy. Right. You want me to go shuffle off into the kitchen and mix you up another batch of flatjacks? Right. To which, Flo- to which Maud retorts, A black god will get you for that Florida. Yes. (laughs) And, uh, you know, jokes like that, you just cannot get away with these days. And... Well, I think think if if a person of color wants to use that in the way that Florida did as being sarcastic, you know, I think that... You think that would get a buy? I think think that's... I I guess it would would depend. It would depend heavily on what the network. When you're, when you're, you know, when when the person of color is doing it to point out the to point out the hypocrisy, hypocrisy of it. it, That's true. You know, and that's how it was used here. Yeah, that's how exactly how was it used? It was very used. It was used in a very sarcastic, very acerbic way. Like, girl, yeah, please, exactly, yeah, just calm, calm down, please. You know, you're, you're making a spectacle of yourself. It, it would not. It would not fly for a Caucasian person. No, absolutely not. Absolutely so. not. And I mean, obviously, don't make jokes that you're not supposed to make. Right. It all. Do- We've had multiple conversations about context. Yes, yes. Had multiple conversations about context. It really is all in the way that the that the joke is presented. Right. It's very much in the way that the. It's very much in the way that the actors are acting that mm-hmm. that joke out. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, it was 
it, it landed. Like, the joke yeah. landed. The yes. joke landed. And that's well, Florida, Florida was making a, a point that yeah. she was anything but an Aunt Jemima. Correct. So She I, even says, I have three black kids, and I have a husband who's a fireman, and together they're raising a family. Right. And if there's anything Aunt Jemima in that, she'll eat it. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, Maud, in an impassioned plea, says, I'll pay you not to work. Not to work. Um, <laughs> which... Honestly, I wish I, I could get that gig. We, I wish we could get that gig. Honestly. Please, please pay us not to do this pay show. Pay us not to do <laughs> No, no, no. We're still going to do it. We'll still do it anyway, but <laughs> we'll pay us. But pay us. Pay us. Please and thank you. We'll leave Give our PayPal info in, <laughs> in the comments section. <laughs> so, oh. the episode continues, and... Um, What's well, going on about how she has to raise $15,000 for Jim Chambers. For Jim Chambers at this party. Yes. That the guests do not know is a fundraising party. Yeah, and they, um, she was mentioning the guest list. The William Ferguson, the William Kennys. Yes. The um, something Fergusons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how these are very, again, well-to-do, white, upper-middle-class individuals who donate money to liberal organizations. Right. So you would imagine that they would be all for what this party is going to be about. Exactly. But that's not exactly how it works. Yeah, and we're going to get to that. Oh, yes. Very soon. Oh, yes. Um, so after Florida goes and takes off her takes off her maid's outfit saying that, I think she's sometimes... Like, she's like, it, fine. Um, black on black is worse than white on white. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then after that happens, Arthur enters. Yes. And we all know how Arthur behaves when it comes to liberal democratic oh, yes. ideals and ideations. Oh, yeah. He is very much against it. He's very much a Republican's Republican. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, she wants to raise $15,000 for Jim Chambers. And Arthur's like, are you mad? Mm-hmm. Are you are you insane? But there is a reason as to why Arthur is there. He's checking up on what because he gave her the two Milltown. The, mil- the Milltown. Yes. Gave her the two Milltown. And I think... Also is going to give her a Valium. A Valium. So, pills are being distributed left, right, sideways. And it's just part of the drama. Yeah. (laughs) And, I mean, it's so crazy because you would never see that in in a a sitcom. I mean, in in the 70s, it was much easier to fill a prescription for a pill than it is today. Oh, yeah. Because today you have, you know, people who will take... um, Something with, uh, oh, God, why can't I think about it? You know, you work in CVS for so long, you think you remember these well, things. Well, it's like you can't even buy the, uh, the, the some of the decongestants. Yes. Some of the decongestants because they have, what is that one specific ingredient? Oh, I, I forget the ingredient. Methyl, methyl phenet? That they use, they can yeah. use to make methamphetamines. Yep. That's and, correct. You know, it's it was like, I, um, there were times that, like, because... Because I worked in that, mm-hmm. in that, but because I worked in CVS, there were times when you would need to give us your license. The license, yes. And you would get checked. Yes. Like, they would check you in the system to see how many times you've been in there to buy, who, like, is connected to that specific license. Because I had, I had bought, like, a 30-day supply. Yeah. Like, I had to show my license to get it. And I, I used up the 30-day supply, and I want, wanted to get, you know, I was still having really bad allergies, wanted to get an, another batch and they they said they said oh no you 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 you're, you can't you can't get any. I I had only I bought a thirty day supply and it was over thirty days and I still couldn't get. 
Yeah. Another batch. I was, I was, I was like, I'm, I'm not using this to make meth. Uh, you I'm know, not, you're not using or, it to make crank. I, 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 I just can't breathe. It's. I mean, it was like unbelievable. But it re. I guess it reached that point where the pharmacies were like, we have to do something about this. Or doctors reached a point where they're like, we have to do something about this. People are obviously getting sniff, swig, puff, and your cares are gone. Yeah. Um, and it it really, it, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that it's gotten to that point. Yeah. But there's always going to be a drug crisis because... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, Nixon. Oh, Nixon and Reagan. They're the reasons uh, why we have a drug problem. Uh, and anybody that says otherwise, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. It's uh, that simple. Um, well, isn't it nice to see that, like, a lot, uh, uh, many of these um, marijuana um, misdemeanors are, are going to be, they're gonna like, be wiped, wiped clean. clean from people's yeah. records. I mean, I appreciate so much that marijuana is becoming a legalized drug in. Uh, in society. I'm, I'm really, really, really grateful for that because there's a lot of people that just, it it serves a multitude yes. of purposes. Yes. It serves a multitude of purposes. It helps with glaucoma. It helps with it helps with cancer treatment. My mother, when she was in the last few months, she passed away from ovarian cancer. Yeah. The only way she was able to eat was my, and she was really so weak, my stepfather, he would like inhale some of the he would, of the joint, yeah. and you know, blow it into her, yeah, she her sh- mouth. She shot, got off of him, and that was that was the only way that she would get any sort of an appetite that she was able to keep. Anything they're trying. Down. They're trying to make it so that drugs that people are on, they're making it easier for people to get weaned off the drugs that they're on. Mm. Um, marijuana obviously is going to become a legalized drug. It's going to become the law of the land. And there are drug companies that are, there are drug companies and there are rehabilitation centers mm. that are trying to get it so that you can get um, clean drugs mm-hmm. to wean a person off of their addiction. Uh-huh. And I think that's brilliant that there are rehabilitation centers that are even thinking of doing that. Mm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I remember reading that there were rehabilitation centers doing that with heroin, mm. doing it with, um, uh, hallucinogens, hallucinogenics, mm-hmm. and uh, I think also doing it with coke, but doing it in a way where it's a controlled atmosphere, uh-huh. where there's no way that you could potentially like get get it from anywhere else, uh-huh. and just managing it that way, drug management. Mm-hmm. Like I love the fact that there is these soon to be drug management programs. Mm-hmm. Now, personally, I don't like marijuana. I, I it's not for everybody. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't have any problem with somebody that wants that wants to use it. Yep, but like for for me personally, I don't like the smell. Uh, you know, I've tried it. I, you it's know, very overpowered. I don't. I don't like the. It makes my throat very oh, scratchy. And we're singers. And I'm a sing- yeah, we're, we're singers. singers. We're, we use our voices constantly. I, I mean, obviously. And it just it, it sort of takes you out of things for a little bit because it draws you out. Uh, yeah, I just I just never just never cared for me. Uh, it's like if anything. Once in a while, I have a cocktail. 
and I like my girly drinks, like an, a- <laughs> like an amaretto sour, a cosmopolitan. An amaretto sour. Yes, and I love amaretto <laughs> sours. I have amaretto. I have sour mix. I'm a, I'm an old woman. I drink Manhattan cocktails. I drink Holy Wallbangers. Those are good. <laughs> and I drink Top Shelf because, of course, I do. Of course, you do. Um, <laughs> we're, we're refined ladies. We're refined ladies of the evening. <laughs> Uh, but actually, uh, it's funny that we mention alcohol because that does, in fact, oh, yes. make matters much worse for Maud later yes, in the show. Yes. Um, oh. So let's see. I also, speaking of, I adored, speaking of alcohol here, okay. I adored Carol's outfit throughout the entire Oh, the green dress. Week. That green, green gown. tunic dress. I like What that. a beautiful was, outfit. Yes. And she had that perfect figure for she her. She did. Now, Maud gets a phone call. Maud gets a phone her. call from uh, Marcellus Jackson. I think. I forget. Yup, Marcellus Jackson, they're the only black guests that were invited to the party. Yes. And they say they can't They can't come. And Maud delivers in such a delicious way. She screams at the top of the... Chaos! Yes. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. Yes. Maud, she's, you know, always, you know, portraying herself as this... this, this Domineering, proud, liberal person. But she only knows... One black couple. Black couple. So there's there's that sort of uh, hypocrisy. Hypocrisy of of Maud. It's uh-huh. like you know, it's it's like, well, wait a minute. You're you're supposed to be this, you know, you know, the modern fighter uh-huh. and, and and breaking down the walls. The social of the justice. This social and, justice warrior. And social justice warrior. And she only knows one black couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, you know, it's really one of those things that, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes, it's what makes Maud human. Yes. It definitely is part of the reasons why Maud is such a human character, because I can see somebody being this, you know, militant liberal about social justice and social equality for the races and civil, civil justice for all, but only knowing two people. Right. Of that specific color. That that, that specific marginalized group. Yep. Um, and now, now, well, I, I, I know he made he made a joke, and he used the term Orientals. He did use the term Orientals. Um, and that is, I want to say, that's the last time that we want to use that that term. Yes. Um, so because that term should only be used when applied to rugs or or vases, not people. Not people. People are not. Oriental. What your makes, carpet, your rug, your vases. What makes the joke that much worse is the way that the joke was presented. Mm-hmm. Um, so Maud hangs up the phone, goes crazy, and Carol, of course, is being reasonable and understanding. These are obviously not your average guests. They're right. black. Um, and Walter goes, you should always have a backup black. And Maud goes, God, if you really do exist, get him soon. Um, to which Carol replies, I think Carol says something to the effect of, try the yellow pages. Oh, oh I, is that what she said? Carol says, try the yellow pages, okay. and that's when Walter uses Makes, the, the aforementioned comment. Like, okay. I thought they were only for uh, that specific group of people. And Maud says, hurry, hurry. Yeah. And it's just really one of those jokes that you hear it, and you go, ew. Yeah, that's that one was cringy. That was, was a very, very cringeworthy Very joke. cringy. Yes. And, you know, we're living in a world that, doesn't, that does have a lot of AAPI um, 
American Asian Pacific Islander, Islander hatred. Yes, and you know, especially in this in this. Era. Oh yeah, especially in this era, and and in this area, like in, in New York City, yeah. there's, it's there's like every day we're seeing like um, hate crimes against um, Asian American Pacific Islander people. That's correct. It's, like, it, it's horrible. It's upsetting, and 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 like Pete, they're just like. You see, they like they've got like live video footage. Somebody's just there. walking down the street, and somebody just walks up to them and, and like punches, punches them. them, knocks them out cold, and it's for horrible. for the first for the first couple of months after the pand- when the pandemic yes. started, yes, there were so many people, especially in my family, that would not eat Chinese food. Yes, isn't that disgusting? I know that? Yes, yeah. yeah. I actually, I, like, I actually made a point, like, on social media of, like, you know, we would, because we get it all the time, and yeah. I have no problem um, with, and I'd say, oh, here we've got our sweet and sour chicken and our egg foo young, and we're enjoying it, and there there you go. And the, um, you know, like, the, the restaurant right up the, mm-hmm. up the street, I'm not yeah. going to say their name because they're not sponsoring us. Yet. <laughs> but you know which one I'm talking about. I do. I, I mean, do, they, do. they set up a whole thing with plastic Barriers and they had um, the the um, the antiseptic uh, hand hand sanitizer, sanitizer when hand you walk sanitizer. in hand sanitizer hand <laughs> sanitizer yes um, to, to be very you know uh, socially distanced and very very careful they were only letting so many people you had to go uh-huh. in in a mask and they were only let so many people in at a time to like right. get the order so I had no problems and everybody working had them had a mask on. Even though they were cooking in a hot kitchen, they handled it as best they could. Yeah, so and I had no it's, problem. It's really unfortunate that they had to handle it at all. Yeah, um, but that's what happens mm-hmm. when you have a leader who says stupid stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I had no, I had no problem whatsoever, like with getting a Chinese takeout. Neither did I. I, I. I enjoyed it. There were times when I really was just like, I'm hankering for it, and I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I just want it. Can yeah. We, can we just, can we just have it, please? Yeah. Have it again. So, that's that is our feelings on on that. Mm-hmm. And it, again, just not not the greatest of jokes to make. Just yes. very, very, very of the time. Very in poor taste. Um, so, so Maud calls up. I forget who they who they were. Um, she goes to her, her friend Diane. She goes to her friend Diane. Because she knows, because she, she goes on this whole thing about, Walter, who was that black couple that we, who was at that other, that other, other benefit breakfast that we, that we had. Yes. That, that we were uh, guests at. And, and, Wal- and Walter's like, oh, they, they were black, they're short, short, fat, black, black and boring. And boring. And, you know. And then, I mean, Maud obviously like glowers at him, like, why yeah. saying this stupid stuff? And he goes, Maud, just because a couple's black doesn't mean they can't be boring. Which is which is true. It's very true. Boring a boring, boring applies bro- across the board. Bro- yes. It it, it, it it knows no uh It doesn't discriminate. Prejudice. There's no prejudice. There's to no the word prejudice boring. In, in boring. So he did have a he did have a, he a, did valid, have a valid point. point. So. so she calls her friend But Diane. Maud needs them. Yes, Maud does need them to <laughs> Maud needs them to appease to appease the gods. Yes. And um, she calls her friend Diane because she, she knows Diane. her friend. They were they were friends of her friend Diane. Yes. So Diane says, "Could you come? Could you and your husband Maud's asked Maud is asking Diane. Diane. Yes, Maud invites Diane. Can you come to the party? And by the you can. Yeah. Great. Great. Would you mind, mind bringing. also bringing that charming black couple that you know? 
And Diane catches Maud in her little lie. Yes. Because Diane says... In her hypocrisy. In her hypocrisy. She realizes Maud doesn't really want Diane. She wants Diane's black couple friend. Yeah. Well, Diane, how could you say such a thing? (laughs) Diane, what a terrible thing to say. And then Maud hangs up the phone. Carol goes... Or was it Walter who said, what did she say? Either one. I don't remember. I think it was one of them. And then Maud goes... She said to just call the black couple. Yeah. <laughs> she can't because she doesn't even she can't remember she their doesn't names. doesn't even remember their names or she what their phone really, number She doesn't was. really know them. So. So. That's at that point is going on that I, 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 I need a black person here at the party. I, I, and that's when Florida is. Florida. As if on cue. In a situational comedy. As if on cue. Is walking out to leave. Miss Finley, I'm leaving now. And. Really, just the brilliance of this show is... Because nothing said. There's no dialogue. No dialogue. It's all camera. It's all editing. It's all facial expressions. Florida does a slow burn turn. She can feel the the eyes eyes of them on on the back of her head as she approaches the door. And she turns around and Carol and Walter are looking at Florida... Maud is looking at Florida, closes one eye, and it's just you it, it's a slow zoom into Maud's face. And it's just hilarious. so funny. It's so hilarious. It's really one of those brilliant things that you just sometimes don't get in modern sitcoms. No. Like you don't get a slow burn moment. No. You don't get that sort of like you don't get that sort of edited scene where you have one action happening, and then it jumps to another action happening, and they're both equally dynamic and equally funny. It, it was it was actually very theatrical. Very theatrical. You don't see that in today's sitcoms. Today's sitcoms are... I mean, a lot of situational comedies years ago were based sort of in that, yeah. like, theater mm-hmm. play situation. Yeah. And uh, I just, I, one of those moments where I'm just like, Mwah, chef's kiss. Yes. It was so, so brilliant. Mm-hmm. So then we cut to commercial and then we come back. And the far- party's and in full the swing. The party's in full swing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is going off without a hitch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jefferson, the Fergusons and the William Kennys have not yet arrived. Right. Um, but Arthur's there. There's a ton of guests. Um, they're all complimenting Maude on how wonderful the party is and how she's doing a great job and how she has absolutely nothing to um there, there's nothing that Maud really needs to worry about because right. all of her parties are just done so flawlessly and so fabulously right. and then as soon as that guest turns away Maud immediately goes over to Arthur and asks for a Valium for a Valium <laughs> oh my god just immediately rushes up Arthur I need the Valium and he's like, well, you already you already had two mill towns. And you already just had two mill towns. That that would be way too much. Yeah. It would be too much. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, this outfit that Maud wears oh, is purple. one of my absolute favorites. It's this gorgeous purple gown, floor-length gown with a purple scarf and a purple robe over it. Just very elegant, very Maud. And, and everybody was dressed to the nines. I mean, yes, there, this was a very big social event. You don't see that nowadays when pe- people come up, come over. They're in jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, if if that, I mean, it was like, but that was typical of, it was of very that time, typical of that time period where you were yeah. just. I mean, 
if you weren't talking about the fashions, you were talking about who did what to whom at the party. Yes. Or you were talking about the food that was served. Right. Like, you would go to these events, and it would just be that. It would be a big social gathering. Everybody would be talking to everybody. There'd be cigarette smoke everywhere right. and drinks Drinking. everywhere. And, yeah. And everyone would be having a marvelous, marvelous time. And the outfits were sometimes the only reason. you. There were even parties for people who would get a hat. Yeah. Like if somebody got a new hat or if somebody got a new sewing machine or if somebody got a new car, there'd be a social event to break in the new materials. Yes. (laughs) Not like that anymore. No. Nope. Now you get likes on Facebook. Yes. If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. If you're lucky. (laughs) Did I like your last thing? I don't know. I don't know if I I have no idea. (laughs) Does it matter at this point? I don't know. Time has already passed. We can no longer recapture it. By the way, like us on Facebook at... Like us on Facebook at... God will get you for that, Walter. And Instagram at... Findlay's Friendly Appliances. Yes. Did we just plug ourselves? We did just plug ourselves on our own Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. We had become so so boozy. It was so subtle, too. (laughs) The most it was, a, it was the height of subtlety. The most... I mean, are are either of us really subtle? I don't think so. I, think I, the I only, pray to God The only not. time you use subtle and Tony Holmperm and Tomcat in the same sentence no. is Tony Holmperm and Tomcat are not subtle. They're not subtle. So, so, so the episode continues. Maud ends up getting a... She well, well, Arthur ends up letting her take the five milligrams. Which the she five wants, milligrams of value. She wanted to... Take it with with a drink. She wanted to take it with an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, knock it down with a drink. One thing you don't do at all is you mix alcohol with pills. Yeah, you no. just you just don't do you're, that. Yeah, no, you're asking for trouble. Asking for trouble. And, and and in all seriousness, it's it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. There are people that have died because of that. Of course. Yeah. There are people absolutely. that have died because of doing that. Absolutely. Whether it's you know you you even see with celebrities nowadays like yes. where they'll mix their pills that they're taking with alcohol and it's just a diabolical concoction so please if you're going to drink drink responsibly and if you're going to take medication please be medicated under a licensed practitioner yes please that's for that's been our 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 our, our, our recommended that's uh, our good, that's our good boy scout deed for the day yes we are the girl scouts uh, of america all right so now the, the the Fergusons and the William Kenny show up at the door. Yes, they do. Which is important because they donated five thousand to Julius. To Julius La Rosa. Yes, they donated the five thousand to Julius La Rosa. So Maud knows they've got deep pockets. Yes, they do. And she wants them to reach. And she wants deep to reach deep pockets. into those pockets. Yes. So Maud ends up turning to Walter, saying, "These are the William Kennys, and they are loaded." loaded. Because the, the, everything is now, like, take, starting to take effect big time. Yep. Yep. As far as the pills and as the booze. As far as the pills and the booze. They're yes. go, well, they're going, to, they're going to meet eventually, friends. Yes. Don't you worry. Yes. So. And I think this is about when Florida makes her entrance um, down the stairs. When did she make the entrance? Did she make it before or after? I thought it was after that. And yes, because then... then um, Maud introduces her as uh, Mrs. What was what was the name? Florida Dubonnet. 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 Mrs. Florida Dubonnet. Florida Dubonnet. And Florida uh, comes down with a, with a turban on. She came down in this. It was a really very attractive gown. Yes. It was yellow. It was a yellow sort of marigold. 
It was a yellow marigold dress with a green, I think a green wrap and a brown turban. Was it more orange? A burnt orange. Burnt orange? Yeah. Burnt orange, like light brown. Yes. It was, it was very, it was very, very nice. attractive on yeah. her. Very attractive on her. Gorgeous earrings. Yeah. Like very tasteful jewelry. Yeah. Um, and she, she walked down the stairs. Like she owned the place. She owned the place. And. Which is what (laughs) Maud wanted her to do. Exactly. Which is exactly what Maud had intended her to do. Yes. I'm now looking at my notes and this (laughs) is where they get all (laughs) kerbobbled. So. And and now Maud wants to, she wants to make an announcement, remember? She does want to make an announcement, but even before that, she says... I think it was after Florida came down, uh-huh. and it was, I think, right after the William Kennys and the Fergusons got there, she goes over to the bar, unsupervised. Oh, yes, yes. No one watches her go over right. to the bar, and she tries to make herself a tumbler of scotch with some uh, seltzer. seltzer water. Yes. She ends up missing the glass completely, and of, she of has... the seltzer. Of the seltzer. And just has the scotch. Just has the scotch in her hand, and she downs. She Backs back that whole glass. Literally drinks the entire thing in one go. Hands it to to Walter. Hands it to Walter, who then looks at Arthur Arthur. and says, Arthur, Maud just drank a tumbler of scotch. Yeah. With all the pills going on in her system, what's what'll happen? Arthur goes with Maud. Anything. Anything. (laughs) And he's right. And he's 100% right. right. And this is where, to me, like, Maud shines. Yes. (laughs) So she makes an announcement saying, like, Jim Chambers is going to be here soon, and she starts to get a little loopy. Yes. She starts to say, and now, ladies and gentlemen, my rendition of Rodgers and Hammerstein's immortal South Pacific, Some Enchanted Evening. And she sings it so loud and so proud. And she's singing to a full room of people. Right. Just completely and totally out of her skull. And Walter runs up to her, grabs her, holds her tight, says, Announcement! Announcement! <laughs> because now Walter needs to do what Walter does best. Which corral is Maud. Corral Maud and, like, hold on to her and make sure that she doesn't do anything stupid. Right. Which... She's on her way there. She's already there. She's already there. She's already there. <laughs> so, um, Maud turns to Walter in her very uh, drunken, pilled-up stupor. You interrupted my speech to the ensemble. <laughs> and, you know, just watching the interaction between a very trying-to-stabilize-his-wife, Walter... And Maud just being Maud. <laughs> it really does it really does tickle your funny bone. Like the way that it's performed, all things to the side. When you take out the booze and you take out the pills and you have it be a husband and wife, it really is very touching that like Walter's like, I should have watched my wife, but I didn't, and now we're all paying for it. Of course. So um, Jim Chambers is on his way. The phone call is, like, I think Maud was on the phone with Jim Chambers' aide. Jim Chambers' aide. Jim Chambers' aide saying he's going to be here in less than 12, 12 minutes. minutes. And just constantly, like, 12, 10, 5, he's here. Um, and just the constant slow decline of the evening. Because once Maud drinks the tumbler, it's like the entire mood in the room shifts. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then, well, then they, uh, what Maud is talking about his book. 
Give us Colorado. Give us Colorado, yes. Give us Colorado. Um, Arthur feels it is now his turn right. to take the focus off of Maud and put the focus on him. Yes. Where he mentions the book, Give Us Colorado, which I've, I don't know if that's a real book. I'm pretty sure it's a real book. Is it? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not 100%. Hold uh, on. We'll have to find Vamp. Vamp. Okay. Vamp. Da, da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> not vamping. Please go into our concession stand and have one of our lovely treats. <laughs> I need like the the dancing, the dancing uh, hot dog, hot the dog, popcorn. and popcorn. <laughs> so it is appearing that Give Us Colorado is just something that does not exist. They just made it up. They just made it up. They just. But so the premise of the, the book premise is, of the book is that um, Jim Chambers wants to be wants the entire black community to be given the state of Colorado. Yes. And it, again, just very in poor taste jokes made. Yeah. Um, Mr. William Kenny says, well, the hell with them. Blacks don't ski. Yeah. Just very ignorant, but also very of the time. Not, not even the fact that it's an of the time joke, mm-hmm. but the fact that um, it was a white liberal, yeah. liberal-minded individual making such a ignorant, classless comment right. on an entire community of people just really, again, shows the hypocrisy that Norman Lear was always trying to show within his shows. Right. He was always trying to show that mindset of you're never going to get a perfect human being because there is no such thing as a perfect human being unless you're the two of us. Exactly. And even then, sometimes it's questionable. Sometimes. I've seen your gowns. (laughs) (laughs) And you've seen my pantsuits. I've seen your (laughs) pantsuits. So it really is one of those brilliant things about the show and about all of Norman Lear's shows that he just shows very human characters. Right. There's not very many... Like, yes, Maud taking the pills, getting up on on her... Getting to the top of the staircase and singing Some Enchanted Evening, just losing her cookies everywhere. And but it was a human thing. It was a very human Who thing. Who among us hasn't, like, had too much to drink or, or something like that yes. on occasion and... 100% have gotten, gotten too loose and done stupid stuff. I have drunk texted someone. Or <laughs> All right, if you're going to at me, at least let me know before you do that, thank you. I need to be better prepared for these things. So what if I messaged my ex? Who cares? It was a delicious margarita, damn it. Um, so that, oh. that re- it really is, again, one of the beautiful things that I love oh. about Maud and I love about Norman Lear shows. Oh. He will take these of-the-time issues and he will make them, he will make them human. Yes. He'll make it very human, very realistic, and again, I just, put Maud on a streaming service already, please. Hulu, get your act together. Yeah, really. Um, now Arthur wants to call out. Arthur calls out, after Arthur calls out, give us Colorado, he then turns to Florida. Yes. Because Arthur obviously knows that Florida is Maud's maid. Yeah. And did you notice, again, one of the things that I love most about the acting in this, did you see Adrian Barbeau react to that? 
No, I wasn't paying attention. She to that. Re- yes, she reacts to Arthur like, "Are you are you really going to do that right now?" Oh. Like she literally gives him that look like, uh-huh. "Arthur, what are you doing? Don't say anything." Jeez. And uh, Arthur calls out like, "Who is Florida?" And then Maud, because at that point, Arthur being a white male of status and right. of privilege, everyone's going to turn their attention to him. Right. So because of doing that, Maud says, you really want to know? You really want to know? I want to know. Who is Mrs. Jubinet? I have an even better question for you, Arthur Harmon. Who is you? <laughs> Who is any of us? Oh, she starts, yeah, she starts singing it. Sylvia. <laughs> it was Sylvia. Don't kill yourself. I promise nothing. Um, but just such a funny, funny oh. moment. And when you when you get to mix serious conversations with humor, you make a really beautiful potion. And again, I just, I cannot speak glowingly enough about this show just because of the amount of human qualities about it. Leave me alone and let me talk fun about this. I want to make, I want to make, I want to love this show, Dan. <laughs> now, now, now they start, uh, Maud starts saying that Mrs. Dubonnet is, is a visitor from a far off country? Something, yeah, from, or, or a far, land hold or on, a far off, I have it written down somewhere. Uh, nope, that's not it. New, new emerging black community. A new and emerging black community. A like, new and emerging to like which Florida says, yeah, yeah. Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Just, the, again, the writing oh. on this show is so good. Yes. So good. Dated, but good. Dated. Um, but I, but I, have to, I have to say, um... The, the character of Florida was was so, so well astute. written and so, so well written. Yeah, so very intelligent. Yeah. Like you know, you, you know, years ago you would have Hattie McDaniel as a maid. Yeah. You would have um, I'm trying to think of another very famous black maid character, and like the only ones that come to mind are from Mae West movies. But that was also because Mae West wanted to hire yeah. black actresses and black actors for and the that shows. was the, all they would let her. That's all they would let her do. Let them. Be portrayed. She as. would not let them be portrayed as like competition for her. She would not have them be portrayed as like anything other than a minstrel show type right. or a maid. And it's just see how far we've come. Like yeah. in the thirties, they were maids. In the seventies, they were maids. And then, then after that, it just that was when everyone started to understand that that is a negative, nasty stereotype. Right. So that's how we ended up with the Jeffersons right. and Good Times and Two Twenty One. And living single and just what's happening even. Yeah. Like what's happening didn't have any any like specific made characters in it. No, I don't I don't I don't believe so. The thing with Florida though was she even though she was working in a job that was stereotypical. It was still a job. It was to, to her, she was she was like, Listen, I need to I need to earn a living. Uh, you know, she, she. I have a family to support. Yeah, that it was. It was. It was like it was logical. Yes, it was. It was logical, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I may be a maid, but I, I, you know, I'm not like being oppressed. I'm, no, I'm, I'm doing this because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm choosing to do this because I need to." As work. a matter of fact, Florida made a very astute observation towards the end of the episode, um, where Arthur actually asks her, mm-hmm. do you think that what 
Jim Chambers is trying to do is of, of noble quality, or I'm trying to remember what he says specifically, but Florida comes back with that saying, well, maybe so, but he's not going to come to any realizations at a white cocktail party. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. that's, like, again, a brilliantly well-written character. Yeah. And, I mean, Esther Rule played her so, so famously. And, and, and she was 100% right. Yeah. She was. Yeah. Because, I mean, as the episode progresses, um, Maud ends up becoming a little loose-lipped. Yes. Where she says, I mean, obviously, obviously Jim Chambers isn't going to find anything happening at a white cocktail party, but it's still a cocktail party for him where it's a fundraising party. And that was all all anybody needed to hear. Especially the the William Kennys. And the William Kennys say... Fundraising, fundraising party. party. Like, how dare you? Yeah. Nothing in my invitation said anything about a fundraising party. Right. And again, Maud continues to be loose-lipped Maud and very right. aggressive, saying, come off it. With your personality, <laughs> you, why, why would you be invited anywhere else but to a fundraising no, party? Nobody's inviting you to anything for any other reason than to, Ex- than to just have your pockets pinched. Yeah. So, at that moment, everyone starts to leave. Everyone leaves. And Maud calls out Arthur saying, this is all your fault. Mm-hmm. It's all because of you. And then Arthur, probably one of the better lines that he's had in the entire in the entire episode was, three things ruined your party. Your deceit, your lies, and your singing. And your singing. Oh. And that was that, a low blow. That was a very low this, blow. That was a low blow. And <laughs> there was actually a joke in a later episode where... Um, I think Maud was talking to Walter, saying uh, they kicked me out of choir in, in when I when I when she was in Catholic school, uh-huh. and he said, "Why did they kick you out of Why did they kick you out of the choir?" And she goes, "Because I was singing." <laughs> <laughs> so uh... everyone leaves, and then of course, as everyone's leaving, Mister Jim Chambers shows up and says, "Walter, he's here. What do I do? What do I do?" Because Carol went to go drive Florida home. So she's gone. Walter was going up to bed. bed. The entire party is gone. Um, So Maud does what Maud does best. Mm -hmm. Chugged one back. Through the glass. I love the fact that it shattered. Yes. She just threw the glass and and it shattered everywhere. You hear it. And it was one of those moments where I'm just like, yup, she's she's doing her best. She's Mm -hmm. doing what she's got to do. Goes to the front door, opens it to Mr. Jim Chambers and said, Welcome to an evening with Maud, and then it cuts and to that's black. That's all he was because that's all he was getting. That's all he was getting. It was an evening it was with just Maud. An evening with Maud, but it wasn't an unsuccessful evening for either of them. Very true. Maud, the next day, uh, she was. I think she was reading the paper. Our Walter comes downstairs, and they have a, a quiet little chit chat. Mm-hmm. Where Maud says, "You know, it was a very wonderful conversation." Mm-hmm. Jim Chambers and Maud definitely had some uh, ideas that they didn't necessarily agree upon. Mm -hmm. But it was a marvelous evening where two people had a conversation. And Mr. Jim Chambers walked away with a tidy sum of $1,000. $1,000. To which he got from Walter's wallet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it ends again with just a moment where she goes, yeah, Jim Chambers raised $1,000. And there's no dialogue, but it's all facial expressions. Mm -hmm. Walter's like, Walter, his eyes widen, his mouth opens, and Maud is just like, yup, I got your money. Yep. (laughs) But another thing, another thing worth noting, I think this was one of the first, first series that dealt with uh, periods. 
Yes, yes. There, here, there yes. was a, during the party. There was a, a, a woman came up to, up to Maud and she and whispers in whispers her ear something to her. And Maud says, "Isn't it always the way?" Yeah, you wait for uh, right. like upstairs yeah. in the bathroom, bathroom, bottom cabinet. Right. She goes, "Isn't it always the way?" Yeah, you wait for it and wait for it, and then it happens right in the middle of a party. party. Yeah, like I think that was only one of the first times they ever like to mention a period. Yes, to mention. Any part of the menstrual cycle during a sitcom in the seventies, like that's very, very well. Like, well, this bold. is very typical Norman Lear because All in the Family was like the first series where you heard the toilet flush. Yeah, up until that point, people in sitcoms they, they there was no toilet flushing. They never went because to the bathroom. Because of humor, there was yeah, they never went to the bathroom. So I just yeah, that was. When I saw that moment, I'm like, wow, they mentioned a period. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, good for them. And I think that was honestly, like, on top of the other issues and episodes that came out of Maud, um, I think it was after the first season they had to present each script to the network censors. Mm, I'm sure. Each script to the to the network censors. Because Norman Lear liked to push it. Of course. He liked to push Norman it. Norman Lear loved to do that. Yeah. And it was very, again, I'm going to mention Mae West, because Mae West had to do the same thing back in the 40s. I'm back in the 30s. Where she would actually intentionally... Mm-hmm. Put double entendres mm-hmm. and saucy dialogue, right. just so that they might mm-hmm. miss some of the other bits of dialogue. Right. So just that's, yeah. and sometimes they would put <clears throat> certain things in that they knew would definitely get cut, just so something, just so something else could get, could could get, get left, left in. in. Yeah, I, I remember well, reading about that. When we get to Walter's heart attack, I have a funny story about that. Oh goody! I oh, and there was story. there was another recurring thing. I, f- I forget when it happened, but. It, 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 it's a recurring thing where Maud oh, where answers Maud the phone it. and she's like, no, this isn't Mr. Findlay. It's Mrs. Findlay. Like, no, Mr. Findlay has, has a mustache. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> but that was always a, a recurring thing. Because <laughs> it was a recurring thing. They actually, they actually continued yeah. doing that, I want to yeah. say, well into the end of the series um, where they would just utilize the fact that Maud had a very a deep, vaso profundo voice. And every time she answered the phone, somebody thought she was Someone Mr. Findlay. Mr. Findlay. <laughs> Even I think Walter in another episode like uh, calls calls like calls a number thinking that it was Maud, and he goes, "Hi, honey. Sorry, fella." Oh, um, but yeah, that was that was it. And there was also that one older gentleman who was like constantly looking for the bathroom. I never, yes. I never got. That I didn't joke. get that joke where he was constantly looking for the bathroom, and Maud was like just completely ignoring, ignoring him. him. Yeah, so I don't, I didn't get the significance. Yeah, of it. I guess, guess it was just a, a gag. I guess, or you know, she never actually tells him where the bathroom is. And but I he guess, finds it. Yeah, and I the guess it's supposed to be uh, evidence of how loopy she was from the the drugs and the alcohol yeah. that. You know, she never actually, oh, you're looking for the bathroom, and then it, like, turns away. Yep. And, like, never actually tells him where the bathroom is. So exactly. I, I guess that was the point of that. It was a gag. It was there. Yeah. I, yeah. Agree, I, I mean, not every that. not every gag. They can't all be gems. Be, yeah, they, they can't, can't all be gems. They can't all be knee slappers. They can't all be knee slappers. Yes. But we can be knee slappers. Well, and we are. We are knee slappers. We are knee slappers in our in our own minds. <laughs> in our own minds. No, no one, no one gets a joke, but our jokes better than us. That's right. <laughs> you'll get these jokes later, and you'll laugh. Oh, you'll oh. laugh. Oh, they'll, they'll they'll practically pee their pants. <laughs> <laughs> get your depends ready, friend. They're not sponsoring for us. They're not sponsoring. So for they us. can only not get yet. adult diapers. They can't get a specific get brand. Brand <laughs> unless unless they want to sponsor us. Then by all means, we can. I mean, I would have no problem being sponsored. I'll take that adult I'll diaper take money. That adult diaper. 
I will take him. I will run with it, friends. We'll, we'll even model them. If we... <laughs> I'll just wear petticoats over them. That's right. Just wear the petticoats over it. I'll have to make sure to make my pants so it's a little bit wider in the hips. Yeah, it'll say, we're wearing our depends. <laughs> You can't even tell. Speak for yourself. I'll wear poise. You can wear Japan. <laughs> uh, which one of us gets to be June Allison? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I may have. I may oh have killed god. her. I may have killed her. I may have killed her. Oh, but thank you, friends, for joining us on another marvelous episode of this was a great one. For that episode. What a great episode. It was. What a, like, what a quality episode. We're too good for each other. I don't. We're so good. We're so it's fine. So, so catty. I, 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 like, can't believe it. If you would like to follow me, you can on my newly uploaded website, thattomcat.com. And you can follow me on social media at that Tomcat on all forms of social media. And if you would like to follow this gorgeous hunk of woman next to me, you can at... Hunka, hunka. Tony Holmperm. That's uh, Tony Holmperm with an I dot com. Tony with an I. Tony with an I. And of course, uh, Facebook. God will get you for that. Walter. Walter. Instagram. Finley's Friendly Appliances. If you have any comments or if you want to email us, you can at Finley's Friendly Appliances at gmail.com. And we will see you... Another episode. Well, we won't actually see them. We won't actually see them. Well, they'll you hear know, us. always say that and always catches me off guard. They'll hear you us. They'll hear us. Yes. You will hear the dulcet tones the of dulcet our voice tones. on another marvelous, miraculous episode of God'll God get, get you for that, that Walter. <laughs>